This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Wednesday edition of the podcast. It is a nice, beautiful, warm day, so I imagine I will find a very happy, friendly, and smiley Al Dukes. What's up, man? You sure will, Jerry. The sun is shining as we uh, get done with the Boomer and Geo program. A dog is awaiting a walk. Uh, I do have the binoculars out. They are on. Uh, they're on my my. Um, what do you call those next to your bed, your side table? Your what is nightstand. That nightstand. They're in my nightstand, Jerry. Or your side table. It's like a side or chick, my, right? Yeah, side table, side chick, side stand, side stand. What? Side stand? Nightstand. Yeah, they're ready to go, Jerry. My nightstand is ready to rock and roll. Good for you. Hey, good for you. Uh, yesterday, you had mentioned that you, uh, while you didn't think you would be interested in a Drew Barrymore interview on Howard Stern show, you you had it on and ended up being interested in it. Yes. So I saw yesterday on their social media, they put out a clip of Drew Barrymore talking about having Tom Green, whom she was married to for a short time, yes, on her talk show. Yes. And it was the first time they'd seen each other in 18 years. Which is or, unbelievable. Or, or even spoke to each other. Isn't that something? It is. So I went and I searched out on YouTube. They had the two full segments from her show where she had Tom Green on. Okay. It is uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. They're both being very nice to each other, but he seems like the most incredibly awkward human being ever. Well, that was what Stern said, too. Like, watching it, he felt like you were both holding back, and it was just weird. Yeah, it was weird. I feel like she. They, it was mainly just, like, she would compliment him, he would compliment her. Then they'd talk about a great memory. She would compliment him, he would compliment her. It just felt so awkward. Like, And he, he's the one, I think, who made it awkward, his awkwardness that he has right right when right. he's not in front of a camera being goofy now why did she have him on does he have something coming out um well she said that she wanted to have him on because she said that, that she had uh, called him and said would you come on you know i know you've started some shows in the past and it's difficult to get going to get do shows and have guests on that you're comfortable with in the beginning. And we haven't talked for a long time. I think it would be awesome if you came on and he agreed to do it that way. But he, he was promoting this new podcast he was starting where he and his dog, uh, traveled across the United States in a camper and podcasted from all the weird places they stopped. 
Okay, that sounds like something you'll listen to that I will. No, I, 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 I'm out for that. You're out. No, I'm, I'm out for odd podcasts. I'm just, I can't get into them. I need my podcast to be straight up interview talk format type things. All right. Which I did find one. There's a gentleman from the Howard Stern show. His name is Shuli. Okay. And Shuli left the show a couple months ago on his own accord. Uh, but Shuli was there for 15 years, and Shuli is starting his own podcast, and his first podcast was him just talking about his experience there and why he left and how he left, and I thought it was very interesting. Okay, you want to share a little bit of it or no? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you I think you would actually find it interesting, or people who like radio would find it interesting, or people who like The Stern Show would find it interesting. He said he was just wasn't getting on the air as much. And some of his things uh, were being cut back. And then the pandemic hit, and he was living in Astoria. He said and it was just, you know, really realizing 15 years in New York City. New York City is, as much as he loved New York City, it is what it is. There are people pooping on the streets. There are people throwing beer bottles out their windows. Like, it's a disaster. Yes. And he just felt like it was, it was time to move on. And he... He visited Alabama, where a friend of his lives, and decided to move there. I, and that's it, where he is. Yeah, and I that's and I believe Beningo was looking at Alabama in huh. a sim, in a similar way because I I think I think his daughter in law or his daughter once well, someone in his family moved down there and loved it. And so the story I got was he couldn't believe it was that nice and went to check it out and loved it himself. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's decided to move down there or not, but I know it was a very serious thought. Yeah, it was uh, very interesting because we all often talk about people just picking up and moving yeah. somewhere. That's because nowhere. Because there's so many nice places you can live. Yeah. Like he was saying, he had a, a two-bedroom apartment that he was renting in Astoria for over $2,000 a month, and he said it was... Not nice. You know, not great. And now he's got a five, uh, I think he said a five-bedroom house, and the mortgage is lower than his I believe that. Rent. No, well, the question now is, what are you doing for work in Alabama? Right. And that is a question that he doesn't have an answer to right now, other yeah. than he's uh, going to try doing a podcast and see how that goes. And You know, he's a stand-up comedian as well, but that all got shot down and shut down uh, with coronavirus as well. So it was just interesting to hear his perspective and- uh, trying to look out for his family and not feeling it on the Stern show as much as he did in the beginning and feeling sure. like it was time to move on. It was an interesting listen. So I did, uh, I actually reached out to him on Twitter. I direct messaged him and then he direct messaged me. We exchanged radio pleasantries, very admiring nice. each other's work. It was very nice. It was a very nice exchange. Now, is he a single guy? Yeah, married with a couple kids. Wow, because I was yeah. going to say, you know, the idea of doing something like that is very intriguing to me mm -hmm. and just having like another phase in your life. Right. But it's just not realistic for many people. Right. Yeah, you know, no, he yeah, he gave his wife a lot of credit for going going in from... It was also interesting, he talked about how he got to work on the Stern Show. He was just a listener who lived in Las Vegas at the time. He worked at the casinos. He dealt blackjack... You know, he had he he pushed people in wheelchairs at the casinos like that was his job. Right. And then um, he was a hardcore Stern fan and then just kind of did like what Izzo did to get his job at WFAN. He just started sending them stuff. 
over and over and over again. And then when the show made it made its way to Vegas to do a live show there, he found his way to the show. And how about that? That's pretty. Yeah, well, that's pretty it wild. was really. Uh, so it was. It's a. It was a great ninety minute podcast. I thought it was very well done. So if yeah. you're into that sort of thing, Shuli is his name. S H U L I. Nice. All right. Um, all right. So yesterday, Jerry, I ended this podcast and I, with something that I wanted you to think about, and uh, it was really me thinking about. Uh, you know, the greatest decade uh, for comedy and movies and TV and radio and all this stuff. And I, I asked you, what was your introduction to music? What is the first music that you can remember finding, so, like, this? I love this song? And yeah. then what music did you get linked to and what did you buy and that sort of thing? So the youngest memories that I have, aside from, like, listening to... The, you know CBS FM in the car with my mom and my dad. Um, I remember getting into as a child, putting together two cassette tapes and playing Motley Crue and then dubbing it on a blank cassette because we only had one friend that had the tape. I remember that was one of my first ever tapes that I had. So a friend and, of yours had Motley Crue's probably the one with smoking in the boys' room on. Yes, it. right. And, and brought you it over. Dubbed it, and you're like, we, "This is cool." Could not wait. Yes, that was my first tape that I ever had um, before starting to buy them. So I remember now, that. Were you were you into the music, or you were into the idea of these guys look crazy? This I seems mean, like I, raw, heavy rock music. I got to be honest, Al. I was eight, nine years old. I don't. Yeah. I just remember thinking how cool it was that I had the Motley Crue music, and we all knew it. Because we listened to it somehow, some way at parties. So it was, but, you know, who had it? We didn't have it. And I remember my buddy sleeping, my buddy Patrick slept over, and the idea of him coming over to hang out was so I could dub the tape because he, he was the <laughs> Motley Crue guy. You were um, bootlegging tapes as an eight-year-old, yeah, Jerry. Yes, absolutely. And the first album I ever had, which was probably before that, I, and I don't know why, I had Men Without Hats. I'd go for the safety dance. Yes, that was the first album I ever had, which is that and Pet Sounds. My sister gave me. Nice. So those were the first two albums I ever had. Motley Crue is the first tape that I dubbed. That I I I remember that night like it was yesterday. Um, I want to say, and I, well, I know the first concert I ever saw was the Turtles Happy Together tour at the Art Center in nineteen eighty or eighty one. Because my dad, who was the CFO of Members Only, had you know great tickets because Members Only was a big sponsor of that concert, and I guess yeah. a bunch of concerts at the Art Center that year. So that was the first concert I ever went to. The first concert I went to and loved, I believe, um, was a few years later. Was Don Henley in Orlando at the brand new Arena mm. that I went to with my mother took me because I wanted to go see it. We were on vacation. Would that have uh, been in like '89? Or was that too I late? I think it was a little bit prior to that. So it may have been the Boys of Summer album. Yeah, it might have been because in 89, no, 90, I saw Don Henley at the Art Center with my friends. I had that seen was, him prior to that. Yeah, the, so that was Bar. the end of the Innocence album. Yes. So that you was probably saw him that first one. First that sounds round. exactly right. All she wants to do is dance, Sunset Grill, and uh, Boys of Summer. Yeah. So I remember those two in particular, but the Don Henley one was like the first one I was really into and couldn't wait to go to. And I was, you know, I was probably 14 or so at that point. 
Um, but those are like my introductions to music. And then along the way, it's been so many different genres to where, you know, I like to once in a while, I'll put in the different songs I listen to on the way in that come off my Spotify account. I mean, even like today, I mean, I had, I want to say this morning, when you talk about just a complete and utter, you know, mix of music, I had um, Hazy Shade of Winter. Mm-hmm. That Bananarama or the, that, the old school uh, version. The, the, um, wasn't the Bengals? No. Um, it was a Bananarama or um, um, a Simon and Garfunkel. No, it was not. It was the the newer one, the Bananarama, whoever it was. But okay. I heard that song. I heard uh, a song from Tool that I wasn't familiar with. Actually, I'm not even sure how it got on the Spotify. And then it was right into, you know, whatever. So many different songs. You know, Linkin Park, all the. But like the the gamut of music is just like I don't know. Like you, it's just weird. I can listen to the 50s. I can listen to the 60s. I like music from today. You know, like the song Lemonade, I'm sure you don't know, but that's like a... Don't know, yeah. By Internet Money, I think, is the rapper. Yo, yo, yo. Like, I listen to that. Um, It's You know, it's interesting because I find that I'm exposed to so many different types of music. You know, with Rutgers, um, obviously, you know the type of music you hear in the arenas. So that is something that is... um, I hear all the the top songs, all the top hip-hop songs from that. There are some that I do like, some I don't. Um, My music is the alternative rock stuff from the early 90s that I like. And then just because Spotify, I have music that goes from the 60s all the way to today... I pretty much hear everything. Right. So, you know, I used to listen to stuff with my parents, you know. Did you ever buy anything yeah, without listening to it just based on that you saw cool kids in school with it or shirts on or writing on their notebooks where you're like, I'm going to pick um, this up. I don't know what this sounds like, but all the cool kids have it. Uh, yeah, I, I probably did. I mean, I, I can't answer that. I probably did. I think most kids are very impressionable. But for me, in a lot of cases, uh, it was the group that I hung around with and what we listened to. So you're pr- you know what it was another one? One of the first cassettes I actually bought was the LL Cool J. I'm going back. Was it go- is that LL Cool J? I'm going back to Cali? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the first cassettes I ever bought. I'm going I, back to Cali. And I, and I don't remember. It's hard for me to remember if that was because my friends were into it or someone on the baseball team. I don't know how I ended up getting involved in that. That and um, Ice-T was another one I liked for a while until I you know, got back to the rock music. I had like that little period, like I think most kids do, yes. where I was going from genre to genre to genre. But at the end of the day, I started with rock music and ended with rock music. Like I said to my kids now, so my kids are 16 and my little guy is 10. He'll be 11 in a couple of months. And they are all into the rap music for sure. Uh, and I said, I said to my little guy, I'm like, why don't you like my music? And he's like, well, I don't hear it. So now anytime he's in the car, that's all we play. So he, I gave him a Spotify account, and I like loaded up all the rock music for him. So I'm trying to actually influence him yeah. a little bit, you know, because like, they don't listen. They're not in the car with me enough to where I think you would learn it. And, yeah, and it works exposed. both. It works both ways. Like I think, like Craig, I always saw as a guy who was very up on current music because he always had that on when the kids were in the car. Absolutely, 
So he he got influenced by what they were listening to because when he would get in the car, they would control the radio. Sure, absolutely. I could see that. And that's partly yeah. how I do know a lot of the music that I will see or hear my son listening to. And part of that is, you know, again, listening to the music in the arenas, you get very, I don't even know what I'm listening to, but all of a sudden, like, man, I know these songs. Right. It's crazy. So. I think in the MTV era, you would get a little bit of everything. So you would get rap music, you would get heavy metal, you would get rock, you would get pop. Right. You know, that's why I think we we kind of grew up with uh, liking a little bit of everything. Because that's yeah. what MTV sort of was. Yeah, I see. And I never, it's funny, with all these different things that had me into music, I watched MTV, but I wasn't a big viewer of it. I don't know why. I would watch it a little bit here and there, but I, I couldn't sit there and watch video after video. I had friends that would sit there and watch it all day. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that. Didn't interest me. Yeah, I used me. to watch it all day. Yeah, I mean, I understand it. I just, I was more, you know, we're sports center and, you know, what I, we were outside a lot. I mean, all kidding aside, we did not stay in and play video games and watch a lot of TV. I mean, we were, I remember as a kid, we would go out from, God, in the summertime, we would be outside from... I don't want to say sun up to sundown, but pretty close to that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I did as well, but I also played a lot of video games, so I don't know how we did that. I, we played a lot of basketball, football, wiffle ball, baseball, right. and then also played the video games versions of all those things as well. Yeah, yeah, I was the same exact way, exactly. The wiffle ball, 100% was a big deal. Hold on, come in. What's Who up? Who is it? What? You can measure. Go ahead. Got to measure um, it. So, yeah, so that was for us. I, you mentioned the wiffle ball. That, that was a big deal, and we would have the the leagues. Yeah. And that for, I mean, that would that would carry us through a summer sometimes. Absolutely. So. I felt like I, <coughs> oh, my gosh, this dog's going crazy. I saw a cool kids in school that had a uh, Leonard Skinnerd shirts. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I bought a Leonard Skinnerd album without having any idea who or what they were. And I did the same thing with Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, so you didn't know Ozzy before you bought a shirt? Uh, well, I bought the I bought an album. I bought Blizzard of Oz, which had Crazy Train on it. Okay. But it wasn't on the radio or anything at the time, so I got it because like I saw some cool kids at school with it. Right. So I was like, oh, when I was in the records, st- I was in the two guys, I was like, I'm going to buy this Ozzy album. And the same thing with uh, the Leonard Skinner album I bought. Wow. I just bought whatever they had because I saw kids in school with it. And then that's how I really got into music. And then, of course, MTV. But before that, like, I didn't. Then I was rem- remembering, like, I, you know, I kept asking you, like, how did we know Metallica and Ozzy? They weren't on the radio. Uh, Seton Hall's radio station, WSOU. Right. I never listened to it, but you're right about that. Yeah, they used to play that stuff. Yeah. And and, and I, think st- I think still very popular. Yeah. I don't know what they play now, but back then I, it was like Ozzy and Metallica and Megadeth. I would think probably the same stuff. Yeah. I don't think that's changed. Yeah. I should have been a know. DJ there. A little yeah. W- WSOU. You would have killed it there. Absolutely. I would have killed it there, <laughs> Jerry. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show because this dog wants out. I can hear. Uh, yeah, the warm-up show. Uh, we did that this morning. Uh, tomorrow is a Thursday. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, the new warm-up show, but until then, you have this warm-up show from today, yeah? In, you got it. Enjoy. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Sool! 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what do you say we do? This is 5.02. It is a Wednesday morning. They call it a summer Wednesday down the Jersey Shores. We are going to hit the temperatures into the 50s. I'm in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri, and down in Bradley Beach, his name is Albert Bradley Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. I may have a return date to the studios. I heard. Very exciting. <clears throat> no, 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 not might. You do. Well, I did run this by management. They said, well, let's see where we're at with the uh, shots and all that stuff and what they say about the shots and blah, 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 blah. But I'm ready to come back, Jerry. Uh, and that date could be April 7th. Nice. Based on Eddie's uh, shot schedule. And by and then, then we should be paying four fifty a gallon for gas, so get ready to start filling up the tank. Why are we paying so much money for gas? I don't understand. Gas is now up to, I think I paid two eighty eight this morning. Two eighty eight. Yes. And soaring. Hmm. Who do we blame? We normally blame I the president for this no sort idea. of thing. I do not know the answer to that. All hmm. I know is gas is very expensive again. Well, in New Jersey, be, in New Jersey, they threw that gas tax on uh, uh, like a and year or two cheaper than years ago. Yeah, which is very odd. And still like half the price of California. <laughs> yeah, California. I mean, what get lost. I know, right? I got to get myself uh, in a couple years. They're not ready really yet, these electric cars. I mean, they're good, but they're not, they're not perfected yet. Not yet. I agree. In a couple years, we get ourselves some electric cars. Once all like the car makers, you'll know like when all the car makers are making electric cars and they're starting to outsell the gas cars, then we're ready to rock and roll with electric cars. Gas in LA right now, three fifty seven a gallon. That's still, uh, listen. It's been up to like $5, so they're still probably happy. They're getting there. Yeah, they'll be there this summer. Uh, Jerry, yesterday there was breaking news coverage while I was listening to Carton and Roberts, WFAN. I have the radio station on all day, as you know, Jerry. I don't go anywhere without it being in my earbuds. I am a WFAN 24-7. How do you compare it to Beningo and Roberts when you used to listen every day? I'm only new to this uh, listening 24-7, so I, I just I didn't listen to a lot of Beningo and Roberts, nothing against them. But uh, when Craig came back, I was like, you know what, let me tune into this Craig show and see what this is sounding like. And now I'm hooked. Now I'm hooked in, Jerry. They've got me. They've got their hooks in me plus my dog requests i put it on sometimes got it she goes she likes uh she's a uh, uh roberts fan mostly cool she doesn't care for craig but uh the breaking news happened with the um tiger woods situation and it was interesting to see and i was i was trying to put myself into their shoes the carton and roberts shoes or any live radio coverage because once the news came out uh, it was big news Tiger Woods was in a car crash he suffered leg injuries he was taken from the scene and um, uh, was having surgery there wasn't a lot more news so what else do you say but also what happens if somebody's just hearing like oh my gosh I just heard Tiger Woods got into a car crash, let me put on FAN. You better be talking about Tiger Woods, right? You got it. So what do you do? 
you probably go 30... over his trials and tribulations, the issues he's yeah. had. Here's another one. You get reaction. You play the, which is partly sickening, to be honest. Yeah, because that's when everyone, not just FAN, everyone plays the speculation game because you've got to fill the time. So it's like, was Tiger Woods popping pills before he crashed? Was Tiger Woods running from a mistress? Was Tiger Woods drinking alcohol? Well, but that's by his own doing. The fact that we even think That's those true. things is because That's it's in point. his past. All right, hadn't thought of that. It's like the night he got into the accident by his home, mm-hmm. no one had any clue what was going on, and no one speculated that he was running away from his wife who was trying to chase him down with a golf club. It was, oh my gosh, hope he's okay. Someone must have you know, hit his car. What happened? Different now. He's got a checkered past with all that stuff, so how could you not think it? Now, I am happy to hear that the initial investigation says it doesn't appear he was impaired at all. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, you hope that he's okay. Seems like he'll be okay. I don't know if he'll play golf again, but it seems like life-wise he'll be okay. Um, but it's it's really his own doing. I don't know how else. That's true. You know, I, I, I hadn't thought of it that way because he was also, remember that other time he was pulled over by police and he was like asleep. Yeah, he was comatose on, with all the pills. Uh, on uh, pain pills. Yeah. That's true. Multiple, multiple past uh, reasons for going into that with him yeah. now. It's really his own doing. Hmm. That's a fair point, Jerry. Is there, I thought it, of that. The one thing, so this happened. I was on my way to, uh, we had a batting practice for my, my team yesterday, and so I hadn't heard of it until my son actually saw it on, on his phone. And I said, well, I wonder what the deal is. So I immediately went to satellite, and I actually went to the golf channel on satellite. And they were, uh, of course, they were talking about it, but I guess what drew me, and I was kind of, I guess, you feel almost sick even listening to it, was we're going to get reaction from this guy, reaction from this guy, reaction from this guy. And you sit there, it's kind of like how you open this. What are you supposed to do? Well, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, it's like, what are you supposed to say? Right. You know, right. until you know more information, it's, yeah, of course, everybody's hoping he's okay. And uh, when I was watching or listening to FAN yesterday, they, I guess, had ESPN television on in the studio, and they were just interviewing golfers. Right, like, and that's that's for, exactly what I'm talking about. And for, like, for what reason? To get reaction a, and to draw eyeballs to the TV set. Yeah. Strange. It is. And you know what? We watch. And then I saw a, a video of uh, Justin Thomas. Oh, I have all this for you. I want to yeah, right? give you a couple of things. All right. How long into the interview, into his press conference, do you think it took for them to ask about Tiger? I would say immediately. Immediately. How about six minutes? Six minutes? Six minutes was the first time he was actually asked about uh, about Tiger. Isn't that something? Mm. That it, yeah, I would have thought that's all they were going to ask about. So here was here was Justin Thomas's uh, six minutes into the press conference. He was asked if he had seen the news about Tiger. Yeah, I mean, I'm sick to my stomach. Uh, you know, it hurts to see one of your, I mean, now my closest friends, um, you know, get in, a, in an accident. And, man, I just hope he's all right. And then he went on and said it's got to be really hard on the kids. And then the most of the reporters really were given, you know, a question and then a follow-up. And I do believe it was the same uh, reporter that then uh, went here. On a lighter note, um, you played the golf course day. One of the reasons that they call this, uh, of course, the concussion was the greens. Um, how are the greens, and especially how are they as you chip up to them? He gave an answer. Hmm. 
Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm glad that has some context to it that you given it to us in context, which was six minutes of press conference before a Tiger Woods question, then right back to the thing. Because the way I read it, it was like it was almost like they caught up with Justin Thomas just to ask him about Tiger, no. and right after a Tiger question, this guy asked a question about the greens, and no. how dare he? No, not at all. I mean, that's oh. the whole press conference was about the tournament. And listen, the reporters. Ha- I'm going to play one thing for you because I just I find this funny. Um, you talk about reporters having a tough day. Now, this is long, and this, to me, even goes further to how you kind of have to understand who you're asking. Mm-hmm. So the name of the golf course is called The Concession, and there's a story to it that involves Jack Nicholas. Now, I won't play the whole thing, but just so you understand the point, I'll play a little bit of it. Uh, hi, Justin. Um, since we're at the concession this week, uh, everybody's thinking about the, the moment that inspired it, the actual concession. Uh, and it's interesting in that today is seen as one of the great acts of sportsmanship in golf. So now he's talking. Now it goes on. The question goes on for another twenty seconds. No joke. It's a thirty-second question, and it's this great moment between Jack Nicklaus and the Ryder Cup. Blah 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 blah. And at the end, he's like, you know, what are your what are your thoughts about that? And then, um, well, uh, no disrespect to you or to Jack, but I I truly have no clue what the story is. <laughs> After all of that. Nothing. Yeah, thanks for the 30-second question that I have no idea what you're talking about. They had no clue. And then there was another one where, I won't play it, but another one where, and this and this is all before the Tiger question. Another one is like, so his grandfather passed away just a couple of weeks ago, I believe. So he's really had a tough time, this Justin Thomas. And the guy asked the question, he's like, you know, with all the services and the funeral and being around your family, you know, you know what else did you learn about your grandfather? Yeah, with the pandemic, there, there were nothing. Jeez, dude. I mean, he had a tough time. Very tough time. So it was interesting. You can Other, see that his face, though, Al. He was really, he was just, you felt really bad for him. Other interesting, odd guests that people caught up with yesterday. The New York Post uh, reached out to Rachel Yucatel. Oh, come on. I swear. They Why reached out to Rachel Yucatel to see what she thought of the Tiger Woods crash. We she really, gave a very nice answer. We suck like, as a society. And then how about this? This is not a lie, Jerry. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. I got a request for me, Al Dukes, to appear as a guest on a television program this morning. For what? Uh, about Tiger Woods <laughs> Incident. Not even kidding. A, a cable news network. News 12. Not News 12. CNN. Not CNN. CBS Sports Network. No. No, I, I, I'm not going to give it away. Oh, you're not going to tell us? No, because I feel bad. I'll feel like I'm mocking the um, the guest booker who called me. Well, yeah. All right, Newsmax. <laughs> Newsmax reached out to me. They and really said, did their research, huh? <laughs> and said, uh, "Would you be? Would are you available to come on to talk about the Tiger Woods incident at 11 a.m. or something?" I said, "I said I don't know anything. That's I don't tremendous. know anything about. First of all, I even know nothing. I don't know enough about Tiger Woods history." To be asked about it, right. if that's the angle. I know as much about this car crash as I read in the newspapers and see on TV. What are you going to ask me? That's Why funny. me? I don't. What are you billing me as? Somehow your name came up. Try Al Dukes. He's probably desperate to be on TV, and I am. Well, you are. Yes, that's true. But you know what? Good for you for actually having rest- You did say no, I hope. So for me to turn that down, and I did. I turned it down. I said, listen. I said, I'm not qualified for this spot. Good for you. I said, I don't know specifics about Tiger Woods on the top of my head, like how Evan Roberts would or you would. 
Evan doesn't either. Oh. How did they well, get he, your number, Al? I email. Emailed me. Not sure. Exactly. But it's, it's one of those things. Uh, Tiger transcends sports. So even if you're not a golfer, you can you can at least discuss him and what he's meant to. Yeah. I get. I don't even want to say to the game if you don't because if you don't know golf, you really don't even know what he's meant to the game. Right. But he is the type of um, celebrity, sports celebrity that's known around the world. So everybody knows of him. But if you don't watch golf, you really don't know a lot about him. I couldn't even imagine one question they would ask me. Right, I I totally get it. What does this mean to the sport of golf? I'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> right. Every time I turn it on, there's a new guy winning a championship. And even if I, if they asked you, you know, <laughs> what do you think will be, how will this impact the rest of his career? <laughs> what would you even say? I'd be like, well, listen, he already had uh, back uh, injuries. This leg injury is not going to help, so probably <laughs> probably not good. That I could dance around, probably. <laughs> That's actually a really good answer. That's funny. <laughs> you, you'd be one of those guests where the answer would be six, seven seconds. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> right. It would be a lot of dead air from the host because oh, they're thinking absolutely. I'm going to give a real answer. Because they're probably not even listening, and they're waiting to ask their next question, hoping that you give them something. Right. Man, that's funny. That's No, no disrespect. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Now, it just seems like... What happened was the Tiger Woods was driving fast down a hill that was kind of a twisty road. Had a sharp curve. Sharp curve. He probably was not familiar with the road. Why would he be? And crashed his car. And they said, one of the one of the quotes said that this is a spot on this highway that actually has a lot of accidents. Right. So it does, I'll tell you one thing, and this goes to show the car. First of all, he's an endorser for the Genesis vehicle. Oh, he is. He, yeah, because I remember seeing that, thinking he really he's driving a Genesis. Look at that. Well, he Hyundai does. Genesis. I'll tell you that car. The fact that he got out. And that's another thing about the reporting. Everything was he was taken out by the jaws of life, right? Whatever right. that that was false. Um, the fact that he got out of that car alive is amazing. When you see what the car looks like in terms of the safety features inside. It really is incredible. Yeah, good job by uh, Hyundai Genesis. Pretty good. So, yeah. So, anyway, so that's Tiger, and we really do hope he's okay. And he had the surgery yesterday. And so with that, a lot more Tiger talk uh, coming up because he's quite an important figure, as you yeah. would say, in the sports world. All right, quick break. We we're just getting started. Uh, when we come back, some other stuff that's on the show sheet. Why the hell not? And then Boomer and Geo at the top, 6 o'clock here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. Oh, yeah, 522. What do you say Wednesday morning? A lot to do today as uh, you had the Knicks and Nets play with some fans last night. You had the Tiger Woods story. A lot going on, Al. I saw quotes from fans, Jerry, said it was electric to have people in the stands last night. Well, I don't know if it was electric, but it was definitely cool to actually hear real fans again. Totally electric. Yeah, no doubt. I like that Kyrie Irving got onto the floor. I think he was able to wave individually to everyone because there were only 300 (laughs) in in Brooklyn. 
I have a list of everyone. I'd like to thank them all for coming out. <laughs> That's exactly right. The Nick one, you know, there were photos from the Nick game that actually looked representative of, you know, an early start of a game. So it was only 2,000 people, but I do think you can tell. Yeah, the, the, I saw some quotes from the newspapers uh, talking to fans going uh, coming out, I guess. Uh, and in there, in the arena, people were very excited to be back. They were excited to be cheering, cheering the Knicks. Now, the Knicks did lose, unfortunately. Right, which is why calling it a must-win Tuesday was silly. Well, Because nothing has changed. They lost nothing, nothing changed. changed. No. Okay. Well, then I guess uh, we'll go must-win uh, when they play again. Thursday? Friday? Just go win Wednesday. their next game. Win, baby. Go yes. like the Raiders say, just win, baby. Let's right. do some football here, Jerry. Okay. Uh, one, uh, you brought this up yesterday, a little uh, football, non-football situation. Aaron Rodgers, his two-week run as Jeopardy host is going to start April 5th. Yep. This got to piss off Ken Jennings. Not it, if it was already pre-scheduled. It'd be like uh, uh, the first two games of the season, Ken Jennings going to be playing quarterback for the Packers. No. No. Kind of similar, taking each other's job. Maybe no. they do a job. Maybe they do job swap like they used to do on the ABC well, uh, Friday but, nights. No, no, time out, time out. Job time swap. Out. This isn't his job yet. Oh. Now, if you told me that when Alex Trebek was still with us, that Aaron Rodgers went to ABC or Jeopardy and said, mm-hmm. I would like to do Jeopardy for two weeks, and they pushed Alex Trebek aside for two weeks, then yes, that would be a nice job swap. This is not Ken Jennings' job yet, from what I understand. That's true. He's not been anointed the next Jeopardy show host. We're still trying out. Hmm. So, sorry. No good. Hmm. All right. I am looking for I actually will watch it. Because he's hosting? Cur- I'm, yeah, just curious to see how he handles it and how comfortable he is. Do you think they'll throw football-related categories in there because he's hosting? Uh, interesting. Uh, you might. Maybe one day. You might get it, but you're not going to get that every day. Oh, on Tuesday, you know, top running backs of the NFL on Wednesday, yeah. the best wide receivers Aaron Rodgers ever threw to. No, I don't Ooh. think they're going to do that. How about women Aaron Rodgers has been linked to for 100? You could do that. She was a is um, Danica Patrick. She's a NASCAR driver. Or she was a uh, no IndyCar, car. wasn't Indy she? car? Yeah. This IndyCar driver. She was both. both. He started IndyCar, then went to NASCAR. Oh, there you go. Wow. There you go. Do you see yourself more as an IndyCar racer, Jerry, or you rather get a Jess? Because they're bigger, right? NASCAR. You feel like you have, feel like you have more room I'll in case tell you, you crash? Very, well, not even that. The, the IndyCar thing with the open, uh, that to me is like, man, you roll over, ugh, at least you feel like in a NASCAR you, you have some cover. Yes. They're both dangerous, but if you asked me to pick one, I would pick NASCAR. I always he, wanted to do in Florida, that uh, near Disney. They've yes. got is it the Richard Petty School? Yes, it is. I always wanted to do that, but very expensive. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it looks fun. IndyCar, yeah, you are like so low to the ground. Yeah, I'll pass on that one. The cabin doesn't seem large enough. Have you ever seen when you're up late? Well, you're never up late, but if you're if you're ever you know perusing the TV, which I know you do from time to time, I, I would love to peruse. Have you ever seen all the different car circuits there are? There's like the the dirt track truck series. Yep, they have the monster trucks. They've got all. They've got go kart racing, and a lot of this stuff is on TV. How we're not on TV, and that is, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really wild in different parts of the country how popular it is. You got the funny cars down in English Town. Absolutely. Well, do they still race? I don't know. If fun, they do. fun, funny cars. Yeah, I don't know. Raceway Park. Drag. <laughs> yeah, Raceway Park. <laughs> drag racing. I like the drag race on Saturday nights. Well, the drag racing is still there, uh, right off Route 34, I believe. Oh, I can drag race people. 
you can't, but you can go watch. Oh. I mean, unless oh, the, you want to sign up and try and win. I don't think. No, I want to, like, do street drag racing where Imagine, I pull up pull up to a light in, like, Belmar and be like, you could let's do that. go. Yeah, you let's could do go, that. Let's go, you punks. You I'll just also find, get a ticket. I'll just find punk teenagers, Jerry, that are looking for a good time, and I'll just blow them off the road with my You're. It's a good thing you don't have your orange van. car anymore. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Must have some sound. <laughs> Jerry, Andy Reid's face shield is headed to Canton. Yeah, this is stupid. The The Kansas City Chiefs hat with the face shield that Andy Reid wore in the Super Bowl. You ever is, been to a Hall uh, of Fame? No, I, I want to go to the football one. Yeah. You're not interested in looking at I busts? went to the baseball one. It's. I mean, it's. it's fine. It was disappointing. I don't know what I was expecting, and it was yeah. like just you walk and walk and walk. And the, and as I've said to you before, the fact that Pete Rose's memorabilia is just splattered all over the Hall of Fame Museum, and I get how it works and who votes him in and the whole busts, all of that stuff. But it's it just seems so hypocritical that Pete Rose is not allowed in the Hall of Fame, but in the museum, he's everywhere. Are you allowed to touch stuff in that museum? Mm, I don't recall. No, I'm pretty sure everything was behind glass. Like I can't touch Ricky Henderson's cleats? No, I don't think you can. No, everything's behind glass. I'm almost certain of it. Hmm. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think you can. See, I I'd don't be remember. In, I'd be interested if I go in there and touch some stuff. Like here's uh, what the gloves were like, and then I get to put an actual glove on. From, no, that uh, you can't do. Babe Ruth. That you can't do. But you can see it all. Susan Waldman is in there. They have her um, her microphone. I did see that display when it went up. Someone uh, yep. sent a photo of it. So, I mean, there's don't get me wrong. There's cool things in it, but it's like, all right, I've been there. I'm not going back. I guess the football one would be interesting one time, I guess. I don't yeah, know. one time. I guess. You know, the, pro- the issue for me, and maybe this is also why I didn't enjoy it as much, my wife was bored after five minutes. Yeah. My younger son wanted to know where we were going for lunch. <laughs> and my older son, who loves baseball, no joke, and you know that, after about... A half hour, he's like, all right, it's enough. I mean, how many more jerseys am I going to look at? Yeah. And I kind of was with him. Well, even just going to, like, I'm a Mets fan, so even going to the Mets Museum at City Field, it's enough after a little while. They yeah. Go, oh, that's cool. That's Doc Gooden's uh, jockstrap. That's cool. It's like the initial sightings are neat, and then it's like, all right, another jersey. Yeah. Oh, the Piazza bat. Okay. It's right. A bat. When you first look, like, oh, this was the 86 jersey. Look yeah. at it. And you're like, okay. Right. That's cool. the problem. with, But that also, and to each his own, if you enjoy it, that's great. That's why I don't care for, like, sightseeing tours and stuff. Like, once right. you see it, now what? Now what do we do? Yeah. That was, like, what the Grand Canyon was like when I went there. I was <laughs> well, like, huh. We've discussed that before. It's just a big hole in the earth, which is cool looking. <laughs> and it, Yes. But now what do I do? Are you going to spend four days there? Right. Unless I'm taking a donkey down to the bottom or a helicopter ride. Right. Mm, which I'm not kind of seeing it. Either, yeah, me neither. I don't I, need a donkey falling off the edge of the cliff and, and sending me into the. Not getting in that helicopter. I'm sorry. How can we never hear of do- the those donkeys falling into the Grand Canyon? How do they not fall into the Grand Canyon? I don't even know if they still do that, but that was like a thing. Like you could take a burrow, a donkey, an ass, whatever you want to call them, Jerry. Then they would walk the very thin path of the Grand Canyon, where you would. If you sneeze, you're falling off your donkey and crashing down to the Grand Canyon. Was it Marsha? Who got who got lost at the Grand Canyon from the Brady One of the Brady bus? kids? I don't know. Was it Marsha or was it Jan? Come on, Eddie. You have to know this. Marsha, 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 Jerry. I feel like it was like Peter and Jan. 
Peter was, and Jan, the no, two of them? There were like two. I don't know. One was a Grand Canyon, and then one was like they were in some Old West jail. And they were no, I'm not talking to, about that. Is that a separate episode? I'm talking about the Grand Canyon where yeah. they were lost. I don't know if it was the same episode. I just remember them being lost, and it was like, oh, my God. What do we do? I just remember when they went to Hawaii, and Vincent Price was in that episode. Yes, and they were all uh, spooked, and they were cursed, right? Because that was when Greg did the surfing and wiped out. Correct. And it had the it was that cursed necklace, I believe, that he put on. If I right, remember, uh, yeah, the tiki. <laughs> yes, I, well, maybe I don't know. Is that what it was? Uh, Might have been. Yes, season three, episode two. Jerry the Brady Bunch goes to the Grand Canyon. Okay. Hey, this is my tiki. That's my tiki. Okay, yeah. exactly. So, is that the episode where Joe Namath went with them as well? No, that was a, that was a different separate episode. one. He and didn't go. Don to the Grand Drysdale Canyon. was in an episode <laughs> also, and he and he pitched in the backyard. Yep. I remember oh, that. All these Brady kids, they had it all. Remember yeah, well, the dog's name? They were also uh, S- Tiger. Skippy. Tiger. Ooh, Skippy is where you went? That was my dog's name. Oh, was it really when you were a kid? Skippy when I was a kid, yeah. Hmm. Cousin Tiger. Oliver. I remember cousin well, Oliver. when Cousin Oliver jumped in, though, it was kind of over. That's when you were out? That's when it, yeah. I mean, it kind of changed at that point, and it was not the same. You know, that's the jump to shark, right? The right, where they had the days. before the shark had actually been jumped. Right. Where they try to add another cast member, normally yeah. an adorable kid, to spice things up. Did not work. It was enough. Mm. I mean, there was already six of them. I mean, how many more we need? Right. Sam, Sam the Butcher. I like Sam the Butcher. He was, he was hot good, for Alice. Yes. Sam the Meat Man. And, of course, we know that they were hot for each other as they yeah. were taping that show. For years and years. Really? Oh, is that right? They made well, love. No, remember with uh, with Greg and uh, Jan- uh, Marsha. Oh, oh, not Allison. Sam, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying the cast members. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very I mean. incestual. So yeah, some stuff going around. There was a lot of stuff going around. So all right, quick break. Five thirty-three. We've got more. Maybe we'll break down uh, Silver Spoons next, and then <laughs> something else that Al has. Who knows? You never know what you're going to get. And I know we will get Boomer and Geo at six on Sports Radio 1019 The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, a lot this morning on Tiger Woods, the basketball, some football. It's actually a very busy Wednesday here in February. Who knew? What else you got, Al? I want to clean up a couple things uh, from Twitter here, Jerry, that a couple people have sent me. Uh, number one, uh, uh, what's this fellow's name? This is about Paul. Bobby and Cindy? Uh, well, yeah. Well, first, yeah, Bobby and Cindy were the Brady kids that got lost. Bobby! Many people Cindy. sent that to us. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bills Mafia says, maybe it's because I live 20 minutes away, but I don't get Niagara Falls. After 15 minutes, you're just <laughs> watching water falling over I'm a cliff. I'm with them. Yes, I get it. Agree there as well. Uh, and then I'm told uh, English Town Raceway Park no longer does car racing. The owner gave it to his kids, and the kids sold it. Yeah, my nice. friend Alan sent me that too. That, that that's what closed. I would do. And yeah, so if my father owned the, you just want like money. a drag racing park, I'd be like, what can I sell this for? Yeah, you don't want to work. You want cash, right? Give me cash, right? You'd be a great lottery winner. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because I, I don't would think you'd have a lottery winner. Here's the beauty of you, I'd in a way. It. I don't think you've got enough. 
You're not close enough to enough people in your family that are going to come looking for money. Right. You don't, I mean, I'm not being rude, but I mean, admittedly, you've only got three friends. Mm-hmm. So no one's going to be pawing at you. Like, right. Because a lot of times the lottery ruins people. Yes. I think for you, you would probably hand out some cash to your immediate family, mm-hmm. and then we would never hear from you again until you start your own TV network that stars you. Right, 24-7. Right. The, I probably, the what I would, network. probably what I would do is I'd pay off my friends and family's mortgage if they have a mortgage left. That's nice of you. And then I'd be like, don't ask me for anything else. Don't ever talk to me again. That's rude. I'd never want to hear from you people. But please remember me every month when you're not making that mortgage payment. You're welcome. And all I would require is a painting of me in your living room. Now you want the mural, too. <laughs> if I'm going to pay off their mortgage, yeah. All right. A couple of baseball things, Jerry. Uh, Steve Cohen is back on Twitter. I'm sure you're very excited about that. Don't care. He went away during the whole uh, GameStop shorting of stock situation. He bailed. He's back because uh, he wanted to let you all know that he's got uh, that he was headed down to spring training and he's feeling positive vibes. He better be. It's his team now. Positive vibes, Jerry. Positive vibes. I don't know. I don't know if this is a championship team. But they're going to be a good team. Oh, interesting. Who could be? Who would be their competitors other than the Dodgers? The Dodgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think the Braves are going to be very good again. I think the Phillies right. are going to be better this year than they were last year. Uh, I just don't think it's it's not an easy division they're in. That's number one. Washington won't be great, but they're still going to be. They'll be good enough. You know, I think the Marlins are going to be improved. Like, I think coming out of the NL East is going to be difficult. Doesn't mean they can't do it. I'm not saying that. But it's a tough division. So, What, a, what about the Padres out West? Are they competitive? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. With what they've done? Sure. And they added, what's his name? Uh, Rona guy. What's uh, God, I can't think of his name from the Rays. What's his name? The pitcher, Blake yeah. Snell. Yes. Look at me, Jerry, with a baseball. They gave Tatis right. that big contract. How about that left side of the infield? Tatis and Machado. Yeah. I, how much money those two guys are making? I feel like that Machado fell off the face of the No, earth. he didn't. Actually, he didn't. We just don't I know watch him. Exactly. That's what I mean, though. It's like you, these these people go out to the West Coast, and we never hear from them again. We play at 10 o'clock. We don't. Like Mike Trout is, he really is the best player in the game. No one knows or cares because he plays at 1030 in Anaheim every night. Yeah, And they don't I, win. Oh, by the way. I always think of Albert Pujols, who was like going to be the next Babe Ruth. Then he went to the Angels and like, well, also didn't passed, feel like he existed. Also passed his prime at that point. Oh, was that like right? he went to the Angels? I mean, and his first couple of years were pretty damn good. The problem is the Angels don't win, and so because I think you can make the case. Well, we talk about the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw and Justin. Ter- you're right, but the Dodgers do nothing but win, and they're in the World Series every year. It seems like, and if they're not, they're absolutely in the playoffs. The Angels are just a, you know. Run-of-the-mill team. They're very average at best. It's like if you have a family member that moves from uh, the East Coast and they go out to California, you never hear from them again. Uh, that's not true. Our family's out in the near San Francisco. We hear from them all the time. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Love it out there. Love where they live, too. Good. We- oh, the weather's so nice. I was just reading that the San Francisco is the number one real estate market in the country and that it's crazy out there still. It all, But I don't remember a it's time like it that. hasn't been. Yeah, but now it's like even more crazy. Even though you keep hearing stories that everyone's leaving California, yes, to go to Texas and uh, Nashville, I see is up huge. Nashville has gotten very pot. Matter of fact, Nashville is expensive to travel to now too. Yeah, so Nashville's become very. Tra- Nashville, I feel like, has become the new Vegas. 
it's a place where you go for the trips, for the bars, and for things like that. Or at least it contends with it. It's like trendy. Like, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Nashville, but in reality, it's it's going to be like what we're talking about with Niagara Falls and uh, Grand Canyon. I'm going to get there. It's going to be bars and restaurants. Uh, yes. I could go get a Miller Lite anywhere. We went, yeah, but you know where you know where you're wrong, and this that surprises me. You say that the vibe, the vibe, and the for so for that strip, which because I went there what two years ago, I guess I went. That strip blew me away. Uh, not for the fact that it was you know bar after bar. I could not believe how many people were on the strip to where you, they had to close the road. Cars weren't even allowed down because there's just too many people. But what surprises me about that statement from you is the fact that you love music and it's not all country music. There are there are classic rock bars, there are country bars, there are um, alternative rock bars. Like you can you can have a different vibe from bar to bar and you're still in the same place. It's actually very cool. Hmm. Did you wear a cowboy hat when you were there? I did not wear a cowboy hat. I did I not. Would. No, I did not do that. I, did I would try to fit in. Plus you'd want to go to a Predators game. <laughs> I am not like going a to a genuine laugh right there. I am not going to a Predators game if I'm going to Nashville. How about this? This is a good trip. Titans Bucks on a Sunday, and you mm-hmm. go you go there on Friday. All right, Friday night, Saturday, and then Sunday Titans Bucks. Since you're a huge Bucks fan, correct. And then you uh, come home on Sunday night or Monday morning. I like it. That's how you go. That's Sign a good trip. Me up. Like I would go see Predators Devils. And hang out for a couple nights. Like, I don't know that you go to Nashville for a week. Right. But I, so, it's, it's a long weekend. It, I yeah, Absolutely. It's a good long weekend. I was there for two days. I had a blast and I was ready to go home. It was enough. Right. Right. You had enough. Yes. But you you really would like the music. I, I'm surprised. Right. And the rooftop bars and the stages outside. I'd be stunned if you didn't like it. It's right up your alley. I think Nashville, though, right now is one of those lockdown states. I always see people yelling at the governor there. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I didn't know Tennessee was yeah, like that, that. Yeah. The governor gets yelled at all the time. Got it. Uh, new New York Met Taiwan Walker. Is that how you say his first That's name? Fair Did That's I nail fine. it? Tawan, I think, but Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah. He wanted to wear uh, number double zero with the Mets. I love but, the respect he has for the organization here. But Mister Met wears double zero. Yeah. So he he instead took a number ninety nine. I would I would have won eighty eight myself. Eighty eight. I like eighty eight for a double number. Yeah. 77's a good one. Wasn't that Jim Jeffcoat, yeah. 77? Yeah, 77's a good one. That was a good one. But yeah, 99's good. I think a wild thing when I see someone wearing 99. Do you think double zero is off of the Mets, like you're not allowed to have it because uh, Mr. Met wears it, or he just decided, I don't want to wear the same I number as Mr. Met? it depends on who wants it. Mm. If the Mets acquired, you know, as we just mentioned him, if the Mets acquired Mike Trout from the Angels and he yeah. wanted to wear double zero, they yeah. might throw Mr. Met off the roof. Mr. Met right. is no longer with us, so we were giving double zero to Mike Trout. Right. Mr. Met should wear, like, the championship year numbers, like 69. Give 86. Or 86. No one's wearing 86 except some right. spring training invitee. Mm, if I was on the Mets, I'd wear 86. I'd be, like, throwback. No, you'd wear 69. <laughs> like, why, why are we even joking about that? We know you'd wear 69. <laughs> what number would you like, sir? Oh, give me 69, please. There you go. Get it? I'd be, like, to the... To the uh, field guy, uh, whoever's handing out uniforms, get it? Yeah, World Series wink, champions. Wing to him. 69. Birth year. Isn't it funny I was born in 69, Jerry? No, it's not funny. That's when you were 69. born. 69. <laughs> I was only a few months away from being a, a, to, being able to consider myself a 1970s baby. Wine me, dine me, 69 me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, That's yeah, NFL I mean, September. Agency. Let's not Summer of 69. Were, let's not say you were 69. close to a 70s baby. You weren't born December 25th. That would have been Christmas and six days away. You were born yeah. in September. Yeah, I was born in September. You think they celebrated the year? Celebrated what year? 69. As a as a hilarious year? Yeah. Like, do you think that was like a, a yeah. funny bit back then? 69. I do See, I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know when any of these, like when curse words or when sexual terms were invented. Like, was that a term people were familiar with? Be careful with? in there. Just be careful. I was it, just going to say, I just wonder if the year 420 was celebrated. I you, I doubt it. For weed? But, you know, weed, weed, weed. <laughs> weed, weed, weed. <laughs> New Jersey, weed, weed, weed. What do you think life bet, was like bet, in the year bet. 420? Oh, boy. Good God. <sighs> right? Lifespan probably, what, 30 years? Wasn't uh, much. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe 40. Maybe 40? In the year 420? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you had, yeah, I think that was, yeah, plague outbreaks and just, just horrible, and, you know, sliced with a broadsword oh. and just a struggle to survive. Could you imagine? Unless you had power. Oh, God. Terrible. Fighting yeah. uh, fighting buffalo in order to eat that night. Yes. Right. It's either you win or the buffalo wins. One are of you is eating. Are you talking 420 BC or 420 AD? Not no, much. 420 AD. No, yeah. I don't think uh, much difference. Not, not much difference. No. Yeah, well, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page for the year of 420. There's not a, a Wikipedia lot of pa- timeout. Yeah, there's, there's not a, a lot Wikipedia of information. There's a Wikipedia page for the year 420, and there's not a Wikipedia page for you. Correct. <laughs> That's funny. It's not a lot of information on here, but <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hmm. Yeah, it's got to be. It must have been a mess back then. Yeah. God. Imagine the personal grooming was probably terrible. There was none. That's what I mean. Like you went to the bathroom, and God knows what was going on. I think someone there. took a, a sharp rock and said, "All right, let's try and take care of this today." <laughs> I don't think so. And the no. stench. God, it must have been awful. Ugh, terrible. Right, just everyone just smelling of. Unless you found a salt lake. <laughs> just relaxing that. <laughs> That's true. Well, you ever mm. watched Little House on the Prairie? Nope. You've never seen it. Never seen it. I'm aware it exists. I'm aware it takes place on like a farm. Never have like my wife likes that show, and so from time to time it'll be on, and I'll sit down just because I'm I'm amazed by just the historical look at life in the show, and just how primitive things were. And it's not that long ago, right? It really isn't. I mean, think about the advances we've had in the last hundred years, as opposed to hundreds and hundreds of years where nothing happened. I think of the advances we've had just since I started on uh, WFAN. You're right about that. What you asked me yesterday, you think the phones will start recording everything video-wise? Yes. You know? Right not far from that. Uh, Steve in Atlanta told me that there is a uh, episode of Black Mirror that's on uh, Netflix where where uh, everyone is walking around with a recordable device. And uh, one guy thinks his girlfriend's cheating on him, so he tries to hack into her camera so he could see what was going on. Black Mirror? I don't... Um, I feel like yeah, I've heard of that. It's a good yeah, show, right? Yeah. It's all like a bunch of weird, futuristic, you know, it's really about technology with the black mirror of this, the iPad. Oh, I phone. see. The I, screen. But, but doesn't the CIA use that stuff? Like, can't they hack into any of our stuff at any moment? No, I don't think so. I think we give them way too much credit. I oh. think I think it's not as easy as you might think, but I, I think they easy, can. But I they, think they can. And I CIS it, New Orleans does. <laughs> I think a couple things. Like, when there was the attack on the White House... Uh, a couple months ago where we thought if you just crossed 
over, you would just get shot, and that didn't happen. That was weird. Right. When the Pentagon got attacked, that was weird. Like, all these things that we think, like, oh, if a plane's headed for the Pentagon, it'll just be automatically shot down. Or if you cross over the fence at the White House, you'll automatically be shot. This is what we assume, I think, and then that doesn't happen. Well, we'll think so, about that over the next couple of minutes. Quick break. Oh, okay. We don't want to have five seconds coming back like right. yesterday. And then Boomer and Geo at the top. Right now, Radio.com Sports Minute. It's Amy Lawrence on Tiger. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo. A lot with Tiger Woods, as you can imagine. The Nets won their seventh straight. Knicks lost their must-win game last night at the Garden. Julius Randle, an all-star. What else, Al? There was a very odd J.J. Watt tweet yesterday that yeah, I didn't know people, what people uh, speculating. He yeah. simply tweeted, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. What does this mean? Well, uh, then speculation mode went, and uh, they thought it was his like giving clues as to where he's going next. And people found out that the uh, the home of the Mitochondria Research Society is in Buffalo. Oh, well, so, he has been rumored to go to Buffalo. Right. And the Bills so, want him, so maybe that's where he goes. It'd be a good spot for him. Not for the Jets, though, but that's a good spot for him. Eh, I'm with Gio. I feel like he's finished. Put him on Buffalo. Maybe, but if he's part of a good defense and he's a piece and doesn't have to be the star, he will have big moments. And uh, Big Ben met with Art Rooney the second yesterday, uh, and then Ben's agent said that the Steelers still want him quarterbacking. He is going to be the quarterback next year. they got to figure so. out how. They have to do something with the money. I do. Yeah, I really do. Because where I, else is he going, right? And what else yeah. are they doing? And I know he didn't play great last year, but I don't know that they lost because of him last year. I really don't. They need him, Jerry. He needs them. They didn't run the ball, like, ever. You can't play that way. You know that. You're kind of a football fan. I'm a huge football fan, Jerry. you got to <laughs> air that out. They had him throwing 50 times a game. If yeah. you're loving what you're hearing on the fan, please tell all of your friends. 